0: Hey there, Paige Browning here from the KUOW Newsroom in Seattle, which is lit up in purple today, glowing through the rain. We have a lot of news in our region today, so let's get right to it. It's Monday, January 8th. The biggest day in decades for the University of Washington football program. The Huskies are playing the University of Michigan in the national championship game today. They kicked off at four thirty. UW's flag is flying atop the state capitol in Olympia. The Space Needle is lit up purple, and in this matchup, the Huskies are the underdog. This is UW's final game as part of the Pac-12 conference. They'll join the Big Ten next season. A hole blew open on an Alaska Airlines flight Friday night. 171 people on board. No one, miraculously, was hurt. And since then, the investigation has been underway. Today... The story got hairier. United Airlines says it's found loose bolts and other problems on a key part of its grounded Boeing 737 MAX 9 jets. Federal officials grounded all MAX 9s after Friday. United found the problems during emergency inspections. And we're learning more on what exactly happened Friday night. During that close-call flight for passengers and crew aboard Alaska Airlines flight 1282 out of Portland, Minutes into the flight, at about 16,000 feet altitude, a panel blew out of the fuselage, causing the cabin to lose pressure. The pilots landed the plane, a Boeing 737 MAX 9, safely back in Portland, with no serious injuries reported. But the incident puts the safety of Boeing jets in the spotlight again. Micah Maidenberg covers aviation for The Wall Street Journal.
1: Nobody died in the Alaska Airlines accident accident. But you know the recent history and some of the challenges the companies had with their aircraft and manufacturing processes, you know, raises the stakes for them.
0: Maidenburg says the circumstances of the incident are under intense scrutiny. The FAA has grounded Max Nine jets with mid-cabin door plugs, leading to hundreds of flight cancellations. At least 83 flights in and out of SeaTac Airport were canceled today. Nearly all of the canceled routes are on Alaska Airlines, based in Seattle. Winter storms are blowing in hard across Washington state. By tomorrow morning, the Cascades and Olympics could have a new foot of snow. The flakes started falling earlier today and are expected to keep coming. There is a winter storm warning in effect until 4 a.m. tomorrow for the Cascade Mountains. And at that point, the real snow starts. A rare blizzard warning is issued from tomorrow morning until Wednesday morning in the Cascade Mountains and valleys of Whatcom and Skagit Counties. Western Washington does not see blizzard warnings often, so state officials are really, really hoping people will take heed and avoid travel in the mountains if possible. Oh, and snow in Seattle? There is a chance of that Thursday through Monday. Washington lawmakers got off to a quick start in Olympia today. Correspondent Jeannie Lindsay reports the House passed three bills only minutes after opening speeches. After gaveling in the short session, Democratic House Speaker Lori Jenkins says she's optimistic about tackling priority issues like housing, behavioral health and opioids. She says many of them are interconnected. Our challenges don't exist in silos and our solutions cannot exist in silos. Meanwhile, House Republican leader Drew Stokesbury struck a different tone in his opening remarks, citing concerns about crime and education.
1: We are confronting a catalog of crises here in Washington state.
0: The session is just 60 days. But lawmakers can pick up where they left off last year on certain bills. So the House passed three very different bills right away to boost housing supply, ramp up support for extreme weather events, and end child marriage. The Senate will consider those bills next. I'm Jeannie Lindsay in Olympia. One proposed law this year would provide free breakfast and lunch to students across Washington. Sammy West has details on the bill.
1: The measure aims to get the state closer to providing universal free school meals, as states like California and Minnesota have done since COVID-era free lunch waivers expired. Washington lawmakers balked at that proposal last session and instead made meals free at elementary schools with a high number of low-income students. Auburn schools currently provide free meals to all kids. Janice Campbell-Aikens says it's been a cafeteria equalizer now that kids don't have to worry in the lunch line about whether they can afford their meal. We are serving more kids of all eligibility, of all economic backgrounds, and I think it's because that stigma is gone now and all the kids just wait in line together and we serve them all. Just the same way. Campbell Akins, the district's executive director of child nutrition, says it's been a huge relief for staff and all families, not just the six and ten in the district that are considered low income. Sammy West, KUOW News.
0: Lawmakers in Washington are also trying to solve some of the housing woes in our state. So one idea they've got is allow people to live in small rooms with shared kitchens and bathrooms. Joshua McNichols has the story.
1: Sixty years ago, people in Seattle could rent tiny apartments just big enough for a bed and a little sitting area. They were cheap, even though they were right in the heart of downtown. A few older buildings like that burned down, and in the 1970s and 80s, many cities made them illegal. Tech representative Mia Gregerson wants to bring them back so that people on limited incomes can live near their jobs again. And then it's so cool because you're able to live in the same communities of others and it's like between three to $500 less for that same maybe studio down the street. She says the modern versions of these buildings are much more fire resistant and they tend to include large common areas where residents can relax together, like in a dorm. Joshua McNichols, KOW News.
0: to technology now, is artificial intelligence watching you drive? Of course. Google is using AI to reduce the time drivers sit at red lights, and it's supposed to help cut CO2 emissions. Seattle's the first U.S. city to participate in this effort, as Natalie Newcomb reports.
1: Project Greenlight uses a combination of AI and driving trends from Google Maps to optimize traffic light schedules. Juliette Rothenberg is with Google. She says this technology is fast and cheaper to implement. It's a solution that they can deploy to an intersection within five minutes. Requires no construction, no integrations. Otherwise, they might spend thousands to tens of thousands of dollars installing sensors in an intersection. Rothenberg says the changes can be as little as adding three seconds of green light time. According to early studies, up to 30% of stops can be reduced. Rothenberg added it could cut up to 10 percent of CO2 emissions. Natalie Newcomb, KUOW News.
0: Finally today, let's check in on Seattle's City Hall with a whole new cast of characters leading the council. New City Council President Sarah Nelson is making some big changes one week into the role. She fired the head of the council's central staff, Esther Handy. David Hyde has more.
1: Central Staff's job is to help council members with objective research and analysis. Esther Handy was hired to run Central Staff by former Progressive Council President Lorena Gonzalez. Previously, Handy served as a director of two progressive nonprofits, including Puget Sound Sage. And before that, she worked as an aide to former council member Mike O'Brien. Nelson's politics are much less progressive. She has a reputation as a business-friendly centrist, and last week was elected council president by the new centrist majority on the city council. Nelson's naming a former central staff director, Ben Noble, to replace Handy. Noble's currently director of the Office of Economic and Revenue Forecasts. David Hyde, KUOW News.
0: And that's a wrap from the KUOW Newsroom in Seattle. Our producer is Andy Hurst, and I'm your host, Paige Browning. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode. See ya.